Are you playing the flip game, the burst strategy? Are you playing just long-term holds? Keep it easy, keep it simple. All right, Ping, one of the questions I get asked a lot for anybody who's interested in getting into real estate, buying a property, how should they allocate their funds? Should they be putting more of the money towards acquiring a property or more of the money for renovations? For example, if let's say somebody has $250,000 in Hamilton, they would need $200,000 to buy property and then they have $50,000 for renovations. Whereas if they go to St. Catharines, maybe they need $150,000 for a down payment and then they have $100,000 for renovations. But then you can say, let's go even further. Windsor. Now I have $100,000 to buy a property and now I have $150,000 to do some mean renovations. Which one should they do and why? Then the question for them really is what's their real estate goal? Like, are they looking for more like an equity play or like cash flow play, right? Do they actually need more cash flow coming from the rental properties or they feel like they're comfortable with their current job or business that they can just allocate those funds into a city like Hamilton or even like a closer to GTA where it doesn't produce a lot of cash flow but you will give them a bit of a appreciation over time. I think we need to break down the benefits because a lot of people don't necessarily know what the goals like the people who ask me these questions they don't necessarily know what they want they know that they want to get into real estate they know real estate is the vessel of their choice they just don't know what is the potential or what is the benefits of doing one or the other. So for example, if somebody invested more in the down payment and less in renovations in Hamilton, what is the benefit versus doing something like that in Windsor where you can spend more on renovations? Okay, so let's anchor a few assumptions here. So they're a new investor there. They just want to get their very first real estate deal. And the second thing is that there's no issue with managing the properties remotely because they might be hiring out uh, to the local property management, I'm yeah. assuming. And in that case, the, personally, what I would do is I would try to figure out how to acquire not just one property or a couple properties, which means more capital in your pocket is probably more important to these type of investors. Number one, you want to have a higher cash reserve because if anything goes wrong, you don't want to feel like, okay, this is your first property and then you're in a situation where you're financially stressed. Real estate investing is supposed to be very encouraging for your long-term wealth. It shouldn't be one deal, one first bad deal kills all the future opportunities for you, right? So I would try to keep the cash reserve as high as possible. I would try to look for a property that doesn't require extensive renovation because that at least you get to control the product yeah right if you're going into a project where the basement the, the foundation needs to be redone that's a lot of money a lot of yeah. stress eh, for your very first project that's a good point and i think that has to do with the stress tolerance that each person has generally speaking i actually follow a rule of thumb of percentages so assuming you have to do a 20 percent down payment on a property what i usually like to do is go anywhere from 60 40 to 75-25, somewhere in there as to the proportion of down payment to renovation budget. So let's just say if I'm working with $200,000 and I have to put a $100,000 down payment, $100,000 might be my renovation or $50,000 if I'm going 75-25. And that's usually because the proportional price of the property will usually have a proportional uh, requirement for renovations. But the thing is, you can't leave yourself too thin on the renovation money. Because like you said, if something goes wrong, that means that you might be stretching and buying out of your comfort zone. And you're just buying at the tip. If anything goes wrong, you have no buffer. Exactly. So you have to have some contingency money. And by the way, for a lot of real estate beginner investors, sometimes they, how they run their number is that, okay, this is how much I need to pay for, how, how much I need to budget for the down payment, and this is how much renovation that I need to budget for. Yeah. But they forget that there's a closing fee, there's a carrying cost. Yeah. Sometimes they even forget that there's a period of time where they have to go through tribunal to maybe like yeah. remove the tenancy and all that stuff. So there's a lot of hidden costs that people are may not be aware of. So it is really important to always have that kind of cash. So that's where the budgeting becomes very important and people need to look at things analytically. But if we're talking strictly about 
when should somebody invest more money in renovations versus when somebody should invest more money in the acquisition process? So let's say either buying a turnkey product or buying something in a nicer area or a more popular city. The only times that I've seen people putting more money into the renovations than into the acquisition of the property that is beneficial is when you're going for cash flow. Do you know the 1% rule, right? Everybody used to talk about it. See if we can find a property that is a 1% rule. It's very hard to find and buy it, but you can build it, right? So if you want to spend the money to build that and then you burr the property, property and you're going to be doing very well, but you have to be burying the right type of property. So I think to answer the question of whether or not somebody should put more money towards acquisition or renovations, it depends on yes, your goals, yes, uh, your overall stress tolerance, and also the type of property that you're doing. Single family homes, I would buy something more turnkey, for example. I wouldn't want to be spending so much money on the renovations. Duplexes, maybe you can do a little bit of that. Multifamily, I'd want to have a pretty healthy renovation budget. Yes, I completely agree for newer investor honestly buy something that's a little bit more straightforward right and what you say about multifamily there's a little bit more like a value add that you can do to the building is very important because here's the thing while you're doing the renovation at least there's some sort of income coming in from maybe a couple units or three units while you're doing the value add so you're not going to be carrying through all those mortgage payments uh, the tmi all that stuff throughout the the entire process Mm -hmm. with single family if you have to do that you literally have to go through the whole process without getting any income and that can be very stressful and one other thing i kind of want to mention is that single family go for something a little bit more turnkey because all those renovation is already financeable especially in today's market let's say the property value is at 800 right you can literally figure out a way to how to bring that number down because now it's the buyer's market Mm -hmm. bring that down to maybe 750 or whatever right and you try to leverage the bank as much as possible and use the bank's money to really cover up to 80% of renovation funds that you're supposed to put in. So if you actually do the number, the funds that you're putting into the project will be very minimal at the end. So it's okay to spend a little bit more on the acquisition, on the property value, on the single family home. And the thing about that is that it is a strategy that has to do with what somebody is looking to do. When you're buying something turnkey like that and you don't have to go on the renovations, and let's just say you even exercise that same strategy instead of doing it, let's say in Toronto or Hamilton, Mississauga, anywhere there and go further out to Windsor. The thing you also have to measure out is that theoretically, you could buy for the same price of the renovations another property and just let the market do its thing. Easily, right? Yep. So you got to really consider, are you playing the flip game, the burst strategy? Are you playing just long-term holds? Keep it easy, keep it simple. You know, you see some very sophisticated investors. They're not looking to buy crazy properties. There's one lady I know, she has eight properties right now. She always bought properties, single family home turnkey in such a way that all she ever had to do was rent it out and the rents will break even. That's all she did. Break even on the property. She's happy. And she did this. She bought one property out in like the middle of nowhere in like smaller cities. One by one, she bought one every two years. And over the course of like 15 years or so, she had like eight properties or so, all those properties are worth a fortune now. Not a complex business, no moving parts, just bought properties she could afford that the rents could cover. So it really depends on strategy. Yeah, and here's the thing. A lot of people just don't have the patience to wait for that long. And that's why we're talking about different strategy. But here's the thing. Keep it simple, man. Like if you're the newer investor, make sure that this is a long-term game. Make sure you have the right mentality and and mindset going into real estate investing. And honestly, you will do very well over the course of even just two to three years. Absolutely. Absolutely. 